podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razabani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global with me. I've got fresh looking Matthew Macklin. Matt, how are we doing? I'm not bad. I'm, I'm not that bad at all. You know, I know you just said you just got in uh, from last night. I just want to quickly touch on uh, the card yesterday before I, I speak about uh, Crawford Brook. Um, a female dominated card for the first time in history. Three female fighters, world champions, etc. But I think Katie Taylor still show again and, and show people why she's one of the greatest women of all time. Yeah, she's, she's just a different level, isn't she? You know, she's uh, her speed. And, and a word. listen, you, you could start talking and praising them. You just keep praising and then that takes you, you go up onto a tangent and start praising her footwork and you praise her fighting spirit, her competitiveness. She's the, um, no, she's the full package. She really is. Um, I thought she was going to get an early night. You know, she slipped outside that jab and landed that right hand, then finished with the, the straight left, put her down. I thought, oh, this, this is going to get wrapped now fairly soon. But credit to Gutierrez. She really dug in and showed so much grit and heart. And I was glad that she seen it through to the final ball in the end because, you know, for what she took, she, she deserved to. But, um, but Kate Taylor, phenomenal, just a phenomenal talent. You know, she, I mean, even, even though, you know, Terry Harper bucks really well and Rachel Ball. The level then, the the jumping class from Katie Taylor is just it's just massive, isn't it? It's there's huge golf there. Do you think there's anyone out there that can cause her problems? We know Pursuit gave her a hell of a fight at uh, Madison Square Garden, and a lot of people thought Pursuit won that first fight. They did the rematch. Katie won the the rematch. But is there anyone out there that can Natasha Jones maybe? Yeah, look, I think there's yeah maybe I think Father Time will be the, the biggest problem for Katie. You know, it's because it catches everyone in the end, but. Right now, I just think, I mean, she's 34 years old. She's had a lot of fights, big, long amateur. You do wonder, you know, she had those two hard fights with Pursuit, even uh, in the dark too, when she stepped up in weight. I'm thinking, you know, maybe, you know, let's see what she's like tonight. But she, she looked so youthful and energetic, you know, as good as I've seen her. She, she looks on last night's performance, but there's, there's plenty of attack. I think now she's getting older. You just have to adjust how you train a little bit. Uh, you don't have to kill yourself as much in the gym, you know. Not as often, anyway. You still got to train hard, obviously, but you know you've built the tank. Now you've built the tank, so now it's like less is more. Sometimes as you get older, so I think they're probably going to adjust how they train and and and, and save it for the fights. But I mean, on last night's performance, I think there could be still a, a good bit left in it. Last night, Terence Crawford, uh, Kelbrook went at it um, in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand for the WBO uh, welterweight title. Um, Kel. Um, has had a kind of a stop-start career. He, he had that great fight with Triple G, which he lost, and his Errol Spence, and then now Terence Crawford. Um, last night, is, is is that what you kind of expected to happen? Kel to get beat? Yeah, I did. I thought he'd, um, I thought he'd, get, he'd get stuck, but I thought he'd probably be later on. But I just, you know what I mean? I thought... Even Cal's sort of uh, motives for the fight, really. You know, he didn't he didn't train with Dominic Ingle. He just smelt like a cash out fight. That Cal's. I mean, how old is Cal now? 34, 35? Thirty-four. You know, he, he turned pro at eighteen. He's had a long career, hard career. He's earned plenty of money. He's, he's become world champion. You know, it, at this stage, what's he chasing? 
I just thought it, it, it seemed to me he's been pretty inactive. He's been a bit hot and cold the last couple of years, and um, I thought it, it. You know, he'd done the deal himself with with top rank. It just seemed like he was trying to get as much money as possible. Um, he was he, it was like a cash out fight, really. You know, that doesn't mean he's, he didn't train hard and he wasn't going to give his best. I just mean that he thinks, look, I'll go, I'll roll the dice, I'll give it what I've got. If I win, great. If I lose, well, you know, I get a lot of money and I go out against, um, you know, one of the best power, power fighters in the world. You posted a picture, I think, uh, was it Friday or, or Thursday, uh, looking absolutely ripped and shredded. But as Dave Colwell said to me a few moments ago, uh, it's all good looking good on scales, but when you get into that ring, it's not about how you look, it's how you compete. Listen, I look fantastic now. <laughs> if I took my top off, I look in better shape now than when I was fighting. But what does that matter? It's aesthetic. But when you're fighting, it's not about how you look aesthetically. You know, if, you, if I diet hard and just do steady runs and I, and I do some resistance training, some strength training, I, physically, I look a million dollars because I'm lean, I'm muscular. But you know, heart and lungs won't be there. You know, I won't have the stamina to go to the well. I won't have the reflexes. I won't, you know, I won't have that sharpness. That won't be there because that's gone. I had my time. And like Cal, Cal looked a million dollars physically to look at and you're a nutritionist on board and you stick to your diet and you make weight. That's great. But you're not a bodybuilder. You're not standing on a stage posing. You've got to fight. You've got to fight 12 hard rounds. And even within that, it's, it's the reflexes, it's the anticipation, it's the sharpness, which... You love after the rounds and rounds of sparring as you get older. Maybe you don't do so much sparring. That's okay. But you still got to spar. I don't know how much Cal prepared for the fight, but I know he did train with Dominic Kingle. So, like I say, I just think Cal was trying to get as much money in this last fight and had seen it as, as very much a last fight. That's not, like I say, that's not to say he, he didn't go in trying to win the fight, but he knew that, look, I'm up against it here. But I'm going to roll the dice. I've got to give it what I've got. And if I lose, well, I'm going to get as much money as I can and I'll go out at the top. So do you, do you expect to see him in the ring again? I, I spoke to Spencer Oliver early this morning and Spencer was like, listen, Amir Khan's out at a similar stage uh, with Kel. They're both towards the end of the career. Maybe they both get together five years a bit too late, but still worth a lot of money. Yeah, I, I don't see him boxing again unless it's the Khan fight. Um, but like you say, that's so far past its sell-by date. But it probably still sells. People probably still would buy it. It probably still would, you know, wouldn't get what it, wouldn't generate what it would have done. But, it, you know, I still think there would be intrigue there. And I think it would still probably sell because they're both big names. But it's um, well past its sell-by date. And I, Other than that, and again, that'd be a fight for money. You know, I don't think, see Kel, other, other than the Khan fight, perhaps, I don't, I don't see him fighting again. And a word on Terence Crawford proves himself to be, again, one of the top pound-for-pound fighters in the world. Yeah, of course. But, but, but he, didn't beat the, he didn't beat the Cal Brook that, that beat Sean Porter last night. And, and that's timing. That, that happens, you know, crossroads. One guy's on the up, one guy's on the down. I'd love to have seen that fight a few years back when Cal, you know, before he fought Golovkin. You know, he had that loss with Golovkin, had the eye damage. Then he goes, gets back down then to 147, fights Errol Spence. Get stopped again, another injury. You know, something breaks inside of you then, I think. And I don't know if you really come back from that and get that, that level of that confidence or self-belief or a bit of an invincibility factor about yourself or what, whatever you want to call it. There's something inside you internally that breaks and you become a different fighter. You're, you know, you, 
you second guess things, you hesitate a little bit, you're not, you're a little bit more gun shy or whatever, you're not as fearless. And um, I think that happened to him. And then, you, and then you're older, you have longer periods of inactivity. And, you know, I think as well, then you get to a stage where you've, you've achieved dreams, so you're not really chasing dream, dreams anymore. And sometimes your decision-making process is, is, is then quite often about the money as well, because it's not just boxing, it's professional boxing. It is your job, it is a short career, and you have got to get as much as you can. I think early doors, you're just tra- chasing dreams, you're chasing glory, and you realise that money is, is secondary. But I think at, at the stage where Cal has been the last few years, I think it's the, the money side of it's been, been, been probably the main focus. And I, don't, I think those two losses back-to-back against Golovkin and Errol Spence, I don't think he was, he was never going to go back to being the same fighter after that. Um, you know, and that's another stoppage defeat against Terence Swallow. I don't think he boxes again. I think he's had... But I've got to say, what a fantastic career. You know, rather than just completely finish off negatively or dissecting, you know, where the end of career. I mean, what a career he's had. I mean, at, at his absolute best, it was just a joy to watch. Fantastic fighter, super talented, um, brilliant, brilliant career. And he, he can retire if he does retire, you know, very, very happy and proud and satisfied with everything he achieved. I'll end on this, because uh, I know you've just walked in uh, and your house is probably still cold. Uh, but another announcement was made today by Dave Allen announcing his retirement from the sport of boxing. Uh, came as a bit of a surprise. I know he was supposed to find the Usyk Chisora undercard um, if it wasn't for Don King. Uh, everything would have gone ahead. But uh, he looked in great shape the last I saw him. Uh, but were you surprised at the decision today? Just only because it's a little bit out of the blue. But, you know, Dave Allen, I think, has, has achieved more than his wildest dreams. And he'd, he'd be the first to admit that. Uh, you know, what a character. And, he, and I think these last few years, people got to see his personality and character and he had ability as well. And he, he fought on some great shows. He had good opportunities and uh, he's earned some money. I think, he, you know, someone could become world champion and have not achieved their potential. And maybe it wasn't as much a successful story as what it should have been. And then you might get someone who didn't really achieve that much. But if you looked where he was and what was expected of him, it was a massive success story. And I think, you know, Dave Allen was a huge success story. He turned pro. I don't think there was any real uh, expectations of himself, ambitions. And he just put in talent. And he had a few issues outside of the ring. And he's, he's turned his life around. So boxing isn't always about, um, you know, becoming world champion, becoming a multimillionaire. Mate, you know, everyone's pinnacle and everyone's idea of success is different. I think Dave Allen's boxing story was a huge success story. Well, we wish Dave all the very best and hopefully we'll see him maybe uh, in a different side of the, of the sport of boxing. Maybe the media might. He might join you one day on commentary. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, always a pleasure. Thank you, mate, for jumping on this Sunday. Uh, enjoy the day and we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. Thanks. Matt Macklin, Viacom TV. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.